Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Women, a podcast that provides a platform for women of all walks of life to share their upbringings, life lessons learned, experiences, and journeys to come. Uncommon Women speaks on topics that can relate to all women. We share, we listen, we laugh, we cry, and we empower each other to be the best uncommon woman that they can be. Ultimately, we are cultivating a global movement of women supporting women. Women supporting entrepreneurship, relationships, self-love, and so much more. We inspire each other to make an impact on this world for the better. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Uncommon Women. Now, finally, grab a seat, get comfortable, and hear from your wonderful host, Shanira and Jenny Lee. Thank you, kins and queens, for tuning in to Uncommon Women. I'm Shanira. And I'm Jenny Lee. And today we have an amazing guest speaker that's going to share how journaling has helped her um, overcome any life trials and tribulations and healing, as well as self-care. Um, so before we get into today's story, let's tell you a little bit about our guest speaker. Um, her name is Brittany Battle-Lias. Uh, she's a mother of three doing business in the Philadelphia area, whose goal is to guide people towards personal healing through journaling and meditation. She's a passionate about self-care practices that balance the mind, the ground of the soul, while encouraging a more scarred way of life. So thank you, Brittany, for tuning in to Uncommon Win with us today. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm I'm really excited for this conversation. <laughs> oh, <Great>. I lie. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into the good things about journaling, can you tell us a little bit about your life? How was it growing up? Yeah, for sure. Um, growing up, so I had a, I have a twin sister. I have two older brothers, and I kind of think of my life as like a book, as like having chapters, um, like a before and after somewhat. So my mom passed away when I was 13. So we lived in North Carolina at that time in Charlotte. So it was like my life was a certain way up until I was 13. And then after losing my mom, she died from breast cancer at a pretty young age. She was only 36. Um, so after that, we moved in with my aunt and we moved uh, to Pennsylvania. So there's certain chapters of my life and it seems like a whole lifetime, you know, because when things change so much, it's, it seems like a different life. Like you definitely you enter into a different mm -hmm. life. You know, it's like when people say, you know, I'm going into a new chapter of my life. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how it feels. Um, we, we, it was just, it was good and bad, you know, like that was the first loss that we experienced. Um, so having your mom be your first major loss, you kind of don't, and then you're only, you know, only being 13, you don't yeah. know what to expect. Right. Like I had never yeah. been to a funeral. I'd never, ex I, I didn't know what, what, you know, to expect from my own self. So grief became something that I was a little ashamed about. I wouldn't openly talk about. So like, it was like this, a subject that like, I, I kind of shied away from mm -hmm. for a really long time. And um, after my mom passed, my aunt bought me a journal. And, you know, sometimes you just don't know what to say 
to someone who's grieving, especially a child. So she was, you know, just, she told me just to write down how I felt. And it was, it, and I had uh, a guidance counselor when I was in North Carolina, when she knew my mom was sick and she also told me to journal as well. So it was like, I feel like God gave me these little nudges in the right directions. And you know, when things just feel right, like, you know, things just feel like, like yeah. this is a message for me. Right. Like I always knew that I was supposed to be writing down things, but it's crazy how much shame played into the part because even when I wrote it down, I couldn't read it. Or like sometimes I would write how I felt down and I would just tear up the pages. So I, it was, it, it took me years to actually he, start the healing process by like writing down my feelings and like actually dealing with what I was going through. Um, and I, so I, I started a online journal in 2012. Okay. And so it's 2021 now and I'm fine. Like now I'm going through, this is the first time, like I'm reading through the whole journal. Wow. And I'm in 2017 now from, so I, I've done five years so far and it's just transformative. There's no feeling like just looking back on your own life and mm -hmm. seeing yourself, your growth, mm -hmm. you went through the obstacles and just knowing like there, that was me at some point in time. That was something I was going through and now I'm not there. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's really transformative. So that to, I'm going through that like right now and it's, it's pretty amazing. It gives yourself this strength that you didn't know you had just to, to look at yourself from a distance kind of, you see that you've been different people along the journey mm -hmm. and you're like, I'm really a different person now. <laughs> and it, it's it's just amazing. I that's something that I feel like everybody should do, you know. Um, so I kind of strayed away from the growing up no, part. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, um, that makes you who you are. I mean, the journaling started. I mean, even though you had a situation where you know your mom passed away, someone clear, uh, clear and dear to you, it actually molded you into healing and growth by journaling from a tragic situation. So you didn't, you didn't shy away from it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it definitely, um, even before my mom got sick, I, I had these nudges about writing. My grandmother, she always used to tell me to write anything. I, I used to want to be a doctor when I was a kid. <laughs> I don't know. Through, you know, when you're a kid and someone says, what do you want to be? When you're yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like everything I said I would be, she's like, no, Brittany, you're going to be a writer. And she would say that to me all the time. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Go back in the room. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my grandmother, she always told me that I was going to be a writer. Um, I got a cut. I got distracted when the kid just jumped in the background. <laughs> okay, okay. So, do you think your Where did your inspiration come from in regards to writing? Do you think it was a situation yes. like that, or was it something else? My inspiration, I definitely, I just get it from life, um, from whether it's like raising my children or just anything. I feel like I, I just get inspired, um, but mostly from my like prayer life and meditation. So they say that like prayer is talking to God and meditation is listening. So once I, I used to 
even just reading back on my journal from years, I would just beg. I, I felt like I was just like begging God to he, like say something to me. And I'm thinking that when God talks to you, it's supposed to be like this loud, clear voice that I'm going to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't realize until I started to meditate to really get in tune with myself and to make some quiet within. That's when I realized like hearing God, hearing from God is not like I thought it was at all. Mm-hmm. So like it's mostly in situations where I find myself and it's after the fact, like, oh, wow, God was really speaking to me and, you know, in retrospect. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I'm definitely inspired by life just by raising my kids, whatever. I feel like God can speak to me in so many ways. And I just always go to my journal with that. Like, it's like sometimes I'm like, oh, I got to I got to stop everything I'm doing. I got to write this down. I don't want to forget this. And I feel like my I'm so inspired mostly because I want to leave like right now I'm making the book for my children so that they can have something, you know, of me. Mm-hmm. It's okay, baby. And, um, you know, because I didn't have that from my mom, she's like she passed away. And I, if I feel like a lot of times I don't have anything to remember her by, mm-hmm. um, so that inspires me deeply. That's kind of like what keeps pushing me. Um, you know, everyone talks about legacy, you know, you want to leave money for your kids. You want to leave, you know, property for your kids. You want to do all this stuff for your kids. But if you were to leave this earth today, they would miss you. And what you could do most for them is give them something that, you know what I mean? They can look back on, right they can remember, you know, they can read and say, you know, this, these are her words directly from her mouth to me, you know, mm-hmm. write them a letter. So I have letters that I write my kids and, I feel like that would that that would mean a lot. Every, all that other stuff is very important, obviously, life insurance and <laughs> um, you know, if you think about if you were leave, you know, leaving a child without a parent, like what would what could, you know, support their spirit once if when they're down, you know? Yeah. And I'd always yeah. think about that. Like I I used to be kind of uh so anxious about death about thinking, cause my mom, you know, as I got older and I'm like, my mom died at 36, like I'm getting kind of close to there. Like I need to, and I, now I don't really move out of fear as much anymore, mm-hmm. but just out of trust, like, you know, like it could happen, like things happen. And I want, yeah. I want to do that for my children. I want them to, I want them to know me and I want them to have something to hold on to. And then those words, you know, they last forever. Right. Mm, yeah. yeah, that was deep though. Um, can you speak on how writing has helped you and can you give some key points to help others? I feel like writing my process is kind of like self-therapy. You know, if you don't have a therapist or you don't have, you know, time to, you know, to actually find a place to go for therapy there is there are ways that you can do self-therapy um and just like one method i use a lot is like free writing so Mm -hmm. basically when you feel so heavy and you're like i have no idea what is going on within me i just don't feel right i feel disconnected from myself if you just take your pen and you start writing and just let it all out on the paper or whatever Mm -hmm. your process is if you're on your phone 
you'll find things that you didn't even know were there. And mm-hmm. when you write it out, you're like, wow, like I didn't even know that I, that that was bothering me at this point. Um, that I feel like is, that's what helps me the most because I used to battle, I still sometimes get anxious and you know deal with anxiety, but like just taking a moment to write. And it's like, you know, when you just want to, to talk to someone, you need someone to listen. Yeah. You can do that for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, through your journal, you're like, okay, you might feel like whatever's bothering you that nobody would care. Like, it could be you feel like it's just stupid. Like, why am I so bothered by this? But you do. But you're bothered. And yeah. to honor, like, exactly how you feel and what you're going through, go to your journal. Mm-hmm. Write it out. You know what I mean? Like, take that time to, to do that for yourself. And that has been so healing for me because I used to feel like I needed people. And you don't. You really, not to say you don't need anyone, but not in that way. Like, if you just need to vent, you could actually vent to yourself into your journal. And it feel you feel so much relief. There's been days where I would like, I don't know what's going on with me. And it'd be just because I didn't write. Mm. And then once I once I write and I like just to get things out of my head, it's been very helpful to do it that way. Mm. That's deep. There you go, honey. So like writing for you is is kind of like your healing, your healing scope. You know how some people are mm-hmm. but it's in a positive way. You know how some people when they're stressed out, they they have an addiction and they go to drinking or they go to smoking or whatever the case may be. But yours is a positive way to release stress by by writing. Is that correct? I would agree. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. I like that. So how do you feel when things get overwhelmed and you're unable to write? I do. I do have my moments. I get overwhelmed and I can't write, but, um, a major, I feel like the journaling and the, the prayer and meditation is my whole process of like my spiritual work. Mm-hmm. Um, and the meditation part for me is really just being present. So when I'm overthinking, that's when I'm getting anxious. I'm getting overwhelmed because I'm too much in my head. Mm-hmm. So if I cannot write, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I just really have to do my best to be present and come into my body. And so like, say I'm washing dishes. That's a lot of times I'm washing dishes and I'm so into my head about what I got to get done, what I got to do. And instead of doing that, I'm just like, all right, wash, you know, feel the water. Right. This is is a process of like a work, a walking meditation or like a not actually sitting meditation. So when you're washing dishes, you feel the water on your hands, you feel the soap, you feel the dishes, you wash it slowly and to like take your time and not rush through whatever you're doing. That is mm-hmm. how you can make your, you know, your life a meditation. It's the process of actually paying attention to what you're doing and not just being so in your head that you're just thinking and thinking because the mind actually, it tries to take control of everything, but it's just mm-hmm. a small part of who you are. Like you have your mental, you have your energy, you have your physical. So it's, when we talk about coming into balance, we have to get out of our heads. Mm. So I, try to, I try to be as present as I can. That's that's my process. 
and it works. It's just remembering to do it. And the breath, that's a big one. Um, paying attention to how you're breathing. So there's a book that's out right now. And it's, um, I forget, forgive me, I forget what the name of it is. But it says that we are chronic over breathers. We breathe, we take too many breaths. So if you slow down and you, you know, pay attention to how you're breathing, it actually calms your nervous system. So that's another one that I try to remember, basically, um, to become present first and then to t- pay attention to my breath. And then I notice that I do calm down and then affirmations are big as well. Like if I can't, like today, this morning was a little hectic and I'm like, I can, I can do this. And it can be the simplest affirmation. Like some people think that their affirmations have to be these long and fancy, you know what I mean? Like, I can do that. Like, no, it really right. can be so Sounds like me. That sounds like me. Just make it simple. Right. Yeah, and that it changes. Right. Yeah, it changes your whole energy. Like, from the point of like, I'm overwhelmed, I, I'm incapable, I can't do it. So, like, no, I got this. I can do this. So, mm-hmm. and, and that just, Say it until you believe it, basically, mm. and then it shifts your whole atmosphere. Right. And yeah, whole, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So I would, I would say those are three major ways that I deal with being overwhelmed, especially having small kids and trying to do so much. I tell myself, like, I just my main goal is to just be here for one. I got to be present. Mm-hmm. Remember your breath. And if you're still overwhelmed, I'd be like, you know, I gotta, I gotta talk to myself. It's best with affirmation. Have a pep talk to myself, like Brittany. I can do this. Right. (laughs) And I think also because we are like moms, we're always on the go, and we're always trying to think of you got to do this, Mm -hmm. got to do this, and you're so structured. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just need to rest in yourself, and you Mm -hmm. know, top of believing in yourself. But um, yeah, it all happens to the best of us. It definitely do. Well, I think it's a natural. I think it's also a natural thing because we as women take on a lot, and that is just something. It just comes into uh, natural to us where we just take on so much, and you know, we got we got to do this, we got to do that, you know, and then we just feel like we don't have time for anything else or even for ourselves sometimes. Yeah. So I and would- then Brett. Go ahead. <laughs> No, that's the main thing. Like, that's what meditation is for me, is uh-huh. just taking that time for myself. Because uh-huh. as mothers, as people, we give and give and overextend. Uh-huh. And when I feel overwhelmed. It's usually because I haven't taken any time for myself. Uh-huh. Like, lately, so I have, I have to try to wake up earlier because my son will start school at 730. And I can't wake up at 7 o'clock and I'm doing everything for him. And right away, like it's as soon as your day starts, bam! Now I'm 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 Mommy doing everything. <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> like I gotta start off on the right foot and like come into meditation, or even just to sit for a minute. Like I'll come out of my room, I'll come sit here, and just breathe for a minute before anybody gets up. Hopefully, the baby hasn't woke up and smacked me in my face. <laughs> but yeah, like that's what I've been feeling lately. I, I need to come back into myself. And today it was like, you know what, Brittany? You're like, you, you're you letting your energy go into too many different directions. So I'm like, get off your phone. 
because I give a lot of energy to my phone and I got a like I got a lot of family scenario, you know, mm-hmm. and we're always talking and we're all, you know, and I'm like connected to my phone, but I had to take some time to just to just be by myself. And even if there's kids around, if I'm breathing and I'm being present, then I'm not overwhelmed. I'm just I'm just here. I'm just mm-hmm. doing what I'm supposed to do. So that's what I tried. That's that's my main goal. <laughs> Mm. Just be here. Just be at peace. That's it. Nothing's like peace once you get peace. Once you find peace, <laughs> there is yeah. no coming back. No, you're like, not. Why did I ever give this up? And it was always here. Like it was always there. And I just gave it away. No, no. So is <laughs> so. Is there anything you want to express or share? Um, so yeah, so I do want to let everyone know that um, I do have a website. It's uh, BrittanyBL.com. And I try to blog, um, you know, post uh, blogs on there. And I will be updating my website very soon uh, to kind of just update everyone on um, the, my business aspect. Uh, so I will okay. be offering, hopefully by the end of the summer, um, energy and uh, like meditation group retreats, and um, I'm okay. I'm working on the course. Um, so what the what it's going to be is so the one part of med of the um, journaling we talked about the healing part, but another part is just um, your story. Like just writing down your story is is healing, and I want to help other people do that. So I'm going to have a memoir coaching. Um, portion on my website. So if you want to write your story and give it to your children, I'll help you do that. It'll be like a step by step process. So I'm hoping to launch that um, by July. Okay. Um, so I, do have, I have exciting things in the works, but you can keep up with me um, on the website. Yay. <laughs> yeah, so that's, um, I, I feel like very, very passionate about that part because looking back at my journal, I told you from 2012, I've been telling myself that I want to do this. Like, you know, I want to write down, I want to have a memoir. I want to give it to my kids. And I'm like, okay, well, I've been saying this for so long that I need to start, I need to do this. And that's another powerful part of the journaling because you'll see in the past, you'll see, okay, I've been this person, I was this person, but you'll see a common thread of who you are all along. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that was in me all along, you know? So that, it's kind of yeah, exciting. It's exciting. Yeah, it is. And I'm glad that I, I'm looking back. I've seen all the struggles that I've been through just reading my own journal. And I'm like, wow, I've really made it far. I've really, I made it out of that part. And now it's time. I feel like it's time for me to start, you know, serving others. Level up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm And I'm ready. Taking it one step at a time, not overwhelming myself and just trusting God through the whole process. Mm-hmm. Like he won't put more on your plate than you can handle. Just Amen. stay pregnant, stay what you're doing what you're supposed to do, and you'll you'll find that peace. If you you won't have the peace if you're not doing what you're supposed to do though. You yep. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Brittany, for coming mm-hmm. on sharing your story not only that you know your meditation your your healing and your journaling and 
I hope that someone can take take this to evening and take it to heed because I'm allowed to be one of them. <laughs> and um, we always ask this one question and we ask all our guest speakers, what makes you uncommon? Definitely. I would say what makes me uncommon is that I'm not, I'm not afraid anymore to feel whatever I'm going through mm. and to honor the experience. Um, I'm not afraid uh, to grieve anymore. And sometimes grieving is just grieving who you have been. Um, mm -hmm. You know, facing that death is a reality for all of us and we have to live while we're here. Um, and I just, I feel like what makes me uncommon is just the, uh, just the readiness to share that message with everybody. Mm -hmm. I love wow. it. Thank you. Really deep, but it, it's meaningful. It stands for something. I love it. Um, thank you again, um, and thank you for our viewers uh, for tuning in this evening. Um, I want to speak on our apparel. Everyone, you got to check it out at www.uncommonwomen.net. If you want to, if you have any topics or you want to be a potential speaker, once again, www.uncommonwomen.net. And our self-love seminar uh, is this Saturday, everyone. Make sure you get some, make sure you get your tickets, and it's going to be empowering with some wonderful, amazing testimonies with some wonderful, amazing ladies. And um, tickets are almost sold out. Tonight is the last. Um, that today, eh, sorry, this tonight is the last evening to purchase the tickets, and next week's episode will be recorded on the twenty seventh. Also, she will be speaking on a better you, and also do not forget to subscribe and like uh, our YouTube channel. Make sure you check us out. All right, and stay uncommon. Thank you guys so much.